Hello, I'm Dave Peach, and this is the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, sponsored by Tri County Bank, your community bank since 1892. See them in person or at tricountybank.net. Tri County Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It is the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, and you know you you see a lot of website addresses, and I got to say this is the best one I've ever seen. This is it. It is the General Lou Wallace Study and Museum. The address for the website is ben-her.com. Ben-her.com. That is cool. It is all about the General General Lou Wallace Study and Museum. It's here in Crawfordsville, one of our many great museums in Montgomery County. The General Lou Wallace Study and Museum is deeply committed to the protection and preservation of Lou Wallace's legacy now and for generations to come. You you need to see it here in Crawfordsville, 200 Wallace Avenue, Crawfordsville, Indiana. And again, it is all about the general lawyer, soldier, author, artist, inventor, and more, the author of Ben-Hur, Ben-Hur, written much of it, uh, most of it, here in Montgomery County. Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ, published in 1880. Lou Wallace uh, dealt with Billy the Kid. He was a Civil War general and so much more. And oh, by the way, he's our guest today. Coming up next, General Lou Wallace on the Crawfordsville Pete's Cast presented by Tri-County Bank. Dreaming about your next vacation? Maybe about a major family event, or maybe something very unexciting, such as home repairs. This is Chuck Dixon, President and CEO of Tri-County Bank. Stop dreaming and come to Tri-County Bank to apply for our Dream Green Home Equity line of credit. In days, your dreams can become your reality. Tri-County Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Crawfordsville Peach Cast. You did not know we have a, a Wayback Machine. We can travel through time. We can talk to great Hoosiers of years past. And joining us, the uh, man of the hour, General Lou Wallace. General, how are you doing today? I am superb. And you, sir? I'm doing. I'm doing fine myself. Now, born in Brookville. Indiana, April 10th, 1827. You are a lawyer. You were a lawyer. Where did you go to law school, General? Uh, Law school was uh, my father and my brother, who were both law uh, partners. They they, my school. They showed you the ropes as far as being a lawyer. They tried to. I didn't pass my first uh, law exam, but I <laughs> I did pass the second one. You did. General in the Civil War, governor of the New Mexico Territory, author of Ben Hur. How did you get it all done, General? Well, I didn't have TV to distract me. <laughs> I, I stayed busy. I, I like to do lots of different things. I've always enjoyed uh, writing. In fact, my older brother William and I, uh, we used to put on plays for the local kids or whoever else wanted to watch us. And for, for a while, we, we uh, actually were, I guess you call us semi-professional actors in, uh, in Annapolis. I would assume that in, in the 19th century, Wi-Fi really slow. <laughs> we had no idea. Like if someone said Wi-Fi to me, I'd say, why not Fi? I, I don't know. What, what is Fi? You know, we got Taste of Montgomery County coming up. You uh, That's an event that you regularly attend. 
at the uh, General Lou Wallace Study and Museum. What are some things that you enjoy as far as being a part of the taste of Montgomery County? Well, I like the smells. I like the I like the music. Uh, I I played a little music myself. Uh, my wife Susan and I uh, she plays guitar and I played violin and we entertain ourselves sometimes some of our other friends but uh, just just love it all uh, but really what I love most of all is just talking to people and seeing old friends that I apparently only see at this event once a year uh, I enjoy talking to you uh, you know whoever the people are that come up uh, everyone's very friendly and I'm glad to see them I hope they're glad to see me now in 1880 Ben Hur came about a Tale of the Christ. It uh, was named one of the most or maybe the most influential Christian book of the 19th century. You wrote that in Crawfordsville and finished it in New Mexico. When you were putting that uh, pen to paper, did you think that it would be remembered for uh, 140 years and then some? wasn't even sure it'd be published, much less remembered. I had written uh, my first novel. I actually finished when I was 17 years old, and I look back, it was pretty amateurish. Uh, but the fact that some kid that age was able to finish a novel, I think, is uh, quite an achievement. It, it never becomes published, and uh, was never able to make it better than what it what it was at that time, because over time it's been lost. I, you know, I remember the story and so forth, but rather than rewriting. That I've gone on to write other things. I had uh, in the uh, 1870s had another book uh, published before Ben Hur, and it was it was on the conquest of Mexico. It was a little bit controversial. Told it from the, uh, the Mexican uh, Aztec viewpoint, how they what they thought about everything, instead of talking it taking it from the Spanish or the European uh, aspects of uh, things. Well, quite controversial, but it was a good seller. Uh, I did I did pretty well with it. And do you think the movies have done you justice, General? Well, the movies about Billy the Kid, no. And uh, Billy the Kid, they make him, uh, some of these movies that, that I understand don't portray me very good. They make this murdering cutthroat hoodlum to be the hero of the story, and somehow that Pat Garrett and I are bad people. And, you know, we're, we're all kind of world upside down there. Uh, you, you know, he actually threatened to come into uh, Santa Fe and kill me. But my uh, wife, Susan, was pretty upset about that, worried about it. I, I wasn't a bit worried about it. You know, I can shoot as well as the next guy. But I had to send uh, Pat Garrett after Billy, and, well, I guess both these people know what happened after. Yes, and uh, I know that at one point, Wilfred Brimley played you. Was that an honor, or did you enjoy that? Yeah, there's been quite a few people that have played me at uh, different times. Uh, I hear this Bernie O'Brien did a movie on me that, uh, on Indiana Television a few years ago, too. And about 16 or 17 people over the course of time that have played me. Susan has seen these. I, I, I don't watch them. She's seen a few of them. She thinks that I'm a little bit better looking than some of these other guys, but I'll leave that up to her. Now, you met Susan at the uh, Henry Smith Lane Place. How did that come about? I actually lived uh, next door, more or less, uh, at the Elston Place. Her sister... Uh, ends up marrying Mr. Lane, who's governor and a later senator of some prominence. So I had gotten out of service. I had lost. Really, I expected to get a lot of glory in the Mexican War, but doing routine things like guarding supply dumps and that type of work, which was important, but it didn't give me any medals or glories or capture prisoners or things like that. And on my way back home, someone stole my entire pay. So I came back penniless uh, without much to work on, you know, in terms of fame or fortune. That really was the uh, 
before that, I had taken the law exam. I hadn't taken it seriously enough. It did not pass. Um, that was uh, that was not the case. I studied as I should. Passed, and that, that it really was uh, the profession of being a lawyer. Kind of a contemptuous profession. I mean, you think about it. What's my job? Well, I argue with people for a living. They pay me to argue with people. They pay me to argue with people with words and to write arguments. I down. I say, but it, it pays the bill. Now. In 1853, you moved to Crawfordsville, and I, 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 I was looking at the research here. You moved because you thought we were getting a Fazoli's. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of truth in that. Susan was from Crawfordsville, and, and there were some uh, family issues and other things that, that kind of brought me back there. We were actually not living that far away uh, about today's standards. I think you can get there in about a half an hour. We were living there in Covington near the Illinois border, and my house still there. I don't know how they've ended up with it. I thought uh, I gave that away years ago, but they got my old desk there at the old courthouse there in Covington. But uh, no, we, we moved back for more personal things. <laughs> not not fine Italian dining. No, not not really. <laughs> no, okay. It's a it, it's a fun thing that we do here in Crawfordsville, w- uh, waiting for the uh, Fazoli's, and, and we're still waiting, General. We are still waiting for those unlimited breadsticks. In general, I know uh, we haven't seen, uh, you know, we don't see you as much since uh, February of 1905. But along the way, like, did you get to meet uh, Chuck Heston uh, when they were making the Ben-Hur movie? You know, I never had the pleasure. Uh, understand he's a he's a great guy. You know, on the front of my study there, if you look over the, basically the front door around there, there's different characters from my book. But good old Ben, uh, due to Ben-Hur, is, the person that's right above that front door. That's kind of the way I pictured him. Oh, Charlton Heston's okay, uh, nice enough guy. But, but I, I had him pictured a little different. I, I, I think uh, writers do that. And I think people interpret as they read the book. They'll, they'll put their own vision of what a person ought to look like or what, what they sound like. Again, I know that uh, I've, I've heard you uh, on the grounds of the General Lou Wallace Study and Museum during the Taste of Montgomery County you have kind of a fascination with the things that these people are looking at all the time, uh, mirror-type devices. I saw that. You know, I, I don't really understand it. It seems like people are, are a lot more vain than they used to be. I mean, it's, it's one thing to hold up to your face, but why would they hold up a mirror to their ear? <laughs> I, I, I don't get the younger generation. Uh, again, Billy the Kid, Civil War, uh, lawyer, yeah, General Lou Wallace Study and, and Museum. I mean, you know, looking back at, at what you accomplished, what you did, I mean, how do you even go about coming up with, with highlights? But as a professional interview person, I have to ask, what are the highlights that you look back on? Well, I think that the best thing I ever did was write uh, Ben Hur. I'm very proud of that. Although it isn't a bestseller, I don't consider it my best book that follows that. I, I thought was a better
to the consultant, uh, I was left waiting for hours. And finally, I told the attendants that uh, my, my party and the rest of the Americans here were going to leave, and they were they were just all in a tizzy that no one does that. And that, that apparently, this is the sultan makes everybody wait just to let him know that he's in charge. And, and uh, well, he knows where our embassy is, and he can come by. And, and anyway, and very quickly uh, brought me into the sultan, and, and instead of bowing like uh, other people have done, I put my hand out because after, after all, the Americans don't bow to anyone. And we shook hands, and they instantly took me as an equal uh, because I represented our country and took me into his confidence. And uh, I think I served very well there. I actually got a promotion from our government to a higher level of ambassador. And I have uh, helped, uh, I think, uh, a lot. There were some problems between uh, Britain and the Ottoman Empire, and I worked as a kind of a mediator between them uh, and, and did, uh, I think, a number of other things that were very good. Uh, th those are my top two. Uh, you know, other people may like things differently, but that's, that's what I think. General Lou Wallace, we thank you for your time today. Oh, yeah, what shows do you binge watch these days? Well, there is uh, one of the channels has a series on Billy the Kid, which, uh, again, makes this guy this uh, poor mistreated old, old boy that uh, we, we should understand that it's okay for him to rob and steal and shoot people. Uh, I, I kind of look at that, but uh, if, if I'm not doing that, you know, I like these uh, Viking things. Uh, I'm really into the NASCAR stuff. Uh, you know, you know, I used to like to. I loved horses. I could see that the the races. Yeah, yeah. The first cars. I think possibly the first car in the county. So I always like like cars. Well, you made it. You made it happen here in Montgomery County and out west and in the Ottoman Empire. General Lou Wallace at the Taste of Montgomery County, and I know you loved that event and love to see everybody out here in in Crawfordsville. Any other words for the uh, listening public out there, General? Uh, come to the taste. You'll you'll enjoy it. Uh, your ears will thank you. Your mouth and stomach will thank you. And then uh, your old friends that you haven't seen enough will thank you as well. So I hope to see everybody there. That is General Lou Wallace, and he is our guest on the Crawfordsville Peachcast. Our conversation with General Lou Wallace, courtesy Bernie O'Brien. And Bernie, uh, it's great to have you on the uh, the podcast. Did a great job with the uh, General Lou Wallace interview. We see you every year at the Taste of Montgomery County. And I'm going to ask, how did you get started being a, uh, what do you, not an impersonator, but a, I guess an actor playing General Lou Wallace? Uh, it started uh Probably almost 20 years ago now. Uh, I've always been a student of history, and, and uh, I live up in the Cincinnati, Ohio area on the Kentucky side. I live actually in uh, Covington, Indiana. About that, I live in Covington, Kentucky, which is across the river from Cincinnati. Anyway, uh, I, I'm in a group that uh, got a contract for a nonprofit group and to put together some heritage 
themed uh, things for a big steamboat festival it's called Tall Stacks. They had uh, these uh, steamboats and showboats and those kinds of things from all over the country that uh, would come in uh, about every four years or so up to Cincinnati. They wanted to do a big, a big thing for that. So as part of that, I've been reading a lot about Wallace and whatever, and our group decided that we're going to concentrate on the contributions of Cincinnati uh, during the Civil War. There's a lot of things that Wallace's study. Wallace uh, formed what seems to be the first black regiments uh, in the Civil War, and he formed them there in Cincinnati when the Confederates came to the outskirts of the city and there was things going on. But with that, uh, I portrayed uh, Lou Wallace, and we went to uh, thousands and thousands of school groups for about a week. I, I took a, a week off of my regular job, and I talked to one group, 30 or 40 kids, one right, you know, they're, they're, uh, it's a 10-minute thing, maybe 15, and uh, then they would go, and then another bus would come, and those kids would go off, and I did that continually for days. could hardly speak by the end of it. Uh, but uh, that was uh, that was really the first time that I did any public presentation at Wallace. I had given other talks uh, on other things uh, before, but for that, and that really kicked things off. And every year, there's been dozens of things that I've done. Uh, this year, I've uh, spoken at uh, some libraries, uh, some uh, other events. Uh, I did. Uh, well, this would be just a podcast. This is the third podcast that I've done, actually, in the last two months. Um, and uh, it's just been real popular. I, I got the part of uh, playing Wallace in the movie Blue Wallace, Shadow Soldier in Her Bard, uh, because uh, one of the fellow fella who was the director of the movie uh, was looking for someone to portray Wallace, came and listened to my presentation. I do it in first person as if you're listening to Wallace and trying to tell his story in the way he would tell it. And uh, he gave. He asked if I'd like to be in the movie and play Wallace. Uh, so, greatest honor I've ever had. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that. And I've, I have played other characters since then. Uh, uh, some of the other characters I play are uh, Stovepipe Johnson, who was a frontier scout, Confederate uh, from uh, Kentucky and uh, near. Uh, near Evansville, he lived over on the Kentucky side there, and blinded in the uh, the war, and goes out to find, uh, found the town out in Texas uh, uh, after the war, why he's blind and has a family to raise. It was a really interesting story. Uh, George Hunt Pendleton, who was the vice presidential candidate for the Democrats against Lincoln during the 64 election, he's a local congressman for the area of uh, Southern Ohio near me, and uh, just uh, several other characters too. And in fact, uh, a couple of characters that are for different time periods. I enjoy acting uh, and played in a, you know, a lot of shows and things like that too. Well, I know we look forward to seeing you at the uh, Taste of Montgomery County 
every year in uniform, doing interviews, talking to the folks, and having fun at your own place, uh, the General Lou Wallace Study Museum. Yeah, I hope they're doing justice. You know, uh, recently I was at, uh, I saw, uh, saw by the left in the spot, I believe, and he's considered to be the best Elvis impersonator in the world. He's been in Crawfordsville. <laughs> well, he has been. I did, yeah, you, I, I did see him in yeah. Indiana. Uh, but anyway, uh, during his show, uh, he said he because he portrays Elvis, and he does it in a really good, good way. And uh, he says, you know, Elvis has been dead for forty-five years, and this uh, auditorium is actually packed with people just to hear somebody do an impression of him. What an impact that Elvis Presley had, and I thought to myself, Wallace is the same thing. You've got, you know, I'm doing. Uh, we're still talking about Wallace, and he's been gone for well over 100 years. Uh, and what a what a tribute to the man that he made such an impact that there's, you know, things like this going on. Well, definitely, the uh, General Lou Wallace Study and Museum is going to be there for the foreseeable future, probably centuries. Uh, I mean that's that's a testament to uh, to the general and and with Ben Hur and with everything and it's it's something that uh, you know it's it's really cool I I think it's 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 just a very unique day in Crawfordsville to get the general to get you uh, to come together at that venue and I know it's used for many things uh, throughout the year as well and it's it's a museum every every day you can go there uh, Larry Paulberg uh, does a great job uh, Stephanie Kane and everybody there. Uh, but that day is special, uh, Taste of Montgomery County. I know you look forward yes, to I it. Yes, I do. In fact, uh, this year I've got one of my sister-in-laws has been up for it before. She's coming up uh, with my wife and my daughter. And we, we really enjoy it. We enjoy the town, and we've been up there before. Just more or less incognito, we've come up and just uh, enjoyed the town for a, a weekend here and there. And as anybody said, Bernie, you sound just like General Lou Wallace. I get that a lot. I would imagine you do. Uh, we will see you Saturday. I'll buy you a uh, I'll, I'll buy you a couple entrees when you're there. That is Bernie O'Brien again. General Lou Wallace, Crawfordsville Pete's Cast. Big thank you to Dane Schuler, our producer at Up There Media. We're back next Thursday with an all new episode of the Crawfordsville Pete's Cast, presented by Tri County Bank, your community bank since 1892. Thanks for listening to the Crawfordsville Peach Cast, sponsored by Tri-County Bank, your community bank since 1892. Tri-County Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. I'm Dave Peach. Join us every Thursday for a new episode on Apple or Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and download the Crawfordsville Peach Cast. This podcast was produced and edited by Up There Media and is a presentation of Fork Broadcasting Digital.